Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Good afternoon, everyone. Evening, morning, whatever you're listening. I'm Elizabeth Stevenson with New Direction Family Law. And I'm Sarah Hink. Today, we're going to talk about a question that we get asked a lot of times. I'm going to leave. What can I take? And that could be anything. Think about it. Yep. What would you... Can I take the dog? Yeah, take that dog. Be smart about it. Are you gonna have Are you gonna have a yard? I guess we should say, did you buy the dog when you were married? If he had the dog before you got married and you just really love it and you are gonna leave him, but you want the dog and you might should leave the dog if it's not yours. But he, but he can't make me leave it. Not at the he can't call the cops on you. <laughs> well, I mean he could, he could I, guess, I, guess, but... I guess he could. I mean if he had some kind of papers from its kennel or whatever it's called from Alabama that learned how to hunt and stuff. Said that that that's his dog. Yeah. But if if you got the dog together, it's your family pet. I would say if you really want that dog, go ahead and take it. That dog. Because the person that ends up with it is going to get that dog. So if I walk out the door, what happens? What rights do I have? With the dog? No, that too. But let's say I'm just tired of his bullshit. Yeah. And I'm I'm gone. I'm going to go stay with friends for a couple of weeks and I expect him I've got a joint account. I expect him to pay, pay me because I've been a stay-at-home mom. So, of course, he's going to pay me. And I'm just going to leave. Is that the best thing to do? No. So, generally, I'll explain it. And it differs case to case right. depending on how everyone's personality is and how confrontational it is. But And he, let me preface this by saying this, <clears throat> if there's not domestic violence involved. Let's say this is just, a, I just need to get out. He's an asshole. Yeah. You're, trying to, make, you're trying to make a plan. Like right. You're not doing this immediately. But... Fast forward, we look at everything on the data separation and value it. So we're really going to talk about what's in the household items that you could take and also what are in bank accounts. As far as bank accounts go, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I definitely want you to take half the funds in the bank account. And we are just going to assume that half of those are yours. Now, if we fast forward and it turns out that was maybe more then you should have taken, if we factor in all the debts and everything, we can always move things around mm-hmm. to adjust right. to fix that. Or if it was less and you really should have gotten more, we can find more assets. But the point of you taking half is not to just do that division and be done, but is to make sure that you have some funds to live off of if we can't give you get you to court to get any kind of support immediately. And, and let's be clear that most of our judges' calendars are now closed out through it's ridiculous through the end of the year so if you leave today i can't get you a hearing on having him ordered to pay you support for months i filed a new case in october and it was a stay-at-home mom she started school has no income husband makes three hundred thousand, and he hasn't paid a dime and we didn't get a court date until the end of this month so and, and you may get bumped from that yeah that's a right. that's five months or six or and something people are shocked they're just they don't understand that neither you nor i no attorney can make anybody do anything nope only a judge can yep. make you do that and then some people still don't do it no, he won't look good in court for this he won't look good but, and that's all i can say, say until we're in know. until we're in court right and i don't so previous topic was prenups that's the the main reason why you need a prenup yeah but if you and i always tell i tell folks sometimes because if you leave you are not allowed to come back it's your house you still own it but the locks can be changed so if you want the bedroom suit and you want the flat screen tv and you want a set of china and your kids clothes you better pack up a truck 
You yeah. can get your stuff while he's at work or she's yeah. at work. That's what I tell my clients. I'm like, don't tell them you're going to leave right. too far in advance. I have people who call months in advance and they're planning and they expect for me to start that conversation with them. And just based off of speaking with them, I can realize that their the other spouse is not going to be the nice kind. So it's a lot harder to go back into the house and try to get those items, even if you're in court. It's whoever ends up with them in your hands is going to have all the leverage in dealing with it. Right. And it's not if that TV, it doesn't have a ton of value, but if you don't have a lot of money, if your income's not mm-hmm. high, those things add up. Oh, they do. And it's especially if, we'll talk about kids in a minute, but you're, you're having to set up a household, not for yourself, but if you're children, then you've got to think about things like that mm-hmm. too. You I know. Usually, usually tell them if you have three or four TVs, take two of them. Right. Leave, you know? I mean, don't empty out. Don't empty it out. And I always say, take a video of what you've taken. Mm-hmm. Take a video of the house after you leave because there are all sorts of things that people say. She trashed it and pictures show up. So have somebody there with you. Take pictures. Mm-hmm. Take a video of have what you've taken. Have a witness for sure. And have a list of what you've taken so that you can account. And they'll come and say, oh, judge, she took everything. She's lying when he could be the one lying. People lie all the time the in time court. court. <laughs> oh Let me just God. break that to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's my biggest advice to people when I do hearing prep. We always sit with people. We never walk in a courtroom with you mm-hmm. where we have not prepped you, where we, we haven't sat down with you, told you what the process is, gone through the questions and exhibits. My best advice is, like you just said, people lie all the time. Do not roll your eyes. Do not harum. Do not get mad. Put your head down and scream <laughs> when you get out. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. People don't understand, and you have to think you're going to go to court even though you may not, but take those videos, take that catalog, that's why make you need sure you do that. The evidence, because right. that's not, you can't fudge that in the court if you have the evidence, the evidence, hard evidence. That's and right. if you think the person's going to be violent, if they're going to be there while you're taking your things, make sure you have the sheriff there. Right. Call them. And sometimes they'll get involved and sometimes. Sometimes they won't help, but sometimes they will. Right. Depends on who shows up. So if you want to take the stuff, you're doing nothing wrong with doing that, but it has to be accounted for. Mm-hmm. So if you get $25,000 worth of stuff out of the house, then that $25,000 that's going to be attributed to you. So he's, you're going to have to pay that other person back in some way, whether it's less of a retirement or less out of the checking account or something like that. Right. We all, we can work that out on the back end. end. But if you leave and you only take some of your clothing and you leave the rest of your clothing there, some people, people can be real (laughs) jerks and they will not even let you come back and get the rest of your clothes. Right. And so then you and I have to, file a what we call a motion for interim distribution or go let us go into the house and take an inventory it's ridiculous so that's five thousand dollars later you get your clothes and the only person's winning is your attorneys that's that are right. having to bill you for it that's right but if you can only control yourself we, right. that's why you need to take it on the front end because we can't control the other party and as much as we want to tell the other attorney to get their party and <laughs> get their client, client in line, some don't care. They're just like, whatever. Exactly. At bills. the end of the day, the client's the boss. Yeah. We can advise and tell them what to do. But at the end of the day, it's their choice of what they want to do. I yell, I do give her clothes back. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do tell them that, but sometimes they don't listen to me. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they don't listen a lot. That's yeah. true, too. So if you were expecting that it wasn't going to go well, is there like a trusted third party you could have there? Did you hire a PI or somebody to say, look, this happened on the up and up? There's actually a referee, the, the court-appointed <laughs> referee. referee. Like the guy that works at Foot Locker with the stripy <laughs> yeah. shirt. I wish. <laughs> it's, it's, He's just blowing whistles, throwing flags. Yeah, but, I nope. wish. That would be a lot more fun. But the court-appointed referee is typically another attorney in the family law area, and they will go through and look at everything, list, and give it the fair market value right. based on just their everyday knowledge, really. Yard sale value. And basically. 
Yeah, and so they help everyone determine what who's going to get what of these items. How and could you do that if you were planning on, like you guys said earlier, leaving when they're at work? That seems like a lot of coordination. Generally, if they're like if they have a nine to five job, I say coordinate with friends, get a truck or a van there, get know what you want to take ahead of time, and get in and out of there within an hour, or take what you can. Don't be there all yeah, day. Yeah, cut the internet so like the ring camera isn't catching you either, or something like that. Turn that off. And so. Some people can do it, some can't. If they're very suspicious and they want the ring and it's off and they're going to be there, then yeah, yeah, have somebody there for sure. This past year has been hard because everyone's home all right. the time. So they don't go anywhere. So I can't like make get, help them sneak out, try. And it's hard. And you have to think ahead of time. We got it off the subject of what I can take. Let's say you want to leave and you don't have any place to go yet and you're staying with friend and you have kids, that can be held against you. I've had that happen. I'm not gonna let you see the kids because you don't have anywhere for them to stay. And so you, there are all sorts of things you have to think about. Can I take my kids? You absolutely can. Plan. But it may backfire on you. It may not be the best thing for your kids. So if it's not domestic violence and you can take the time to work out a plan, that's always better. And, oh, I don't have any money to get an apartment. Let's look at the funds you have in your bank account and see what we can take from there. Or take, you know, a lot of times that's, well, it gives me an allowance, then $5 here and $10 here and $100, yeah. up to $100. And then you got to get the deposit. So it may not happen today. Yeah, it may happen three, four months down the road, but don't I mean, be, don't be impulsive and it, don't just walk out. Yeah. That's all I can say. Say I'm going to get a but pack right. of cigarettes or a garden of milk and don't come back. And we can tell our clients that, but they don't listen. And the next thing I know, the next day that they call and they go, oh, I just had to go. She won't let me back in. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't listen to me. It's four years later, we're still dealing with this. <laughs> is, I swear. That is true. You, you laugh, but that's true. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So we talked about personal property. And animals. So when can you change the lock? Say that my husband left and he took some of his things, but not all of them. When can I change the locks? I would say you could change them then. God bless law enforcement sometimes to get it in our mess because mm-hmm. they don't really want to be involved in this. So a lot of times it's they may say, I'm sorry, sir, you can't come back in. You're trespassing and they cite you. Or it may be you got to let him back in. Because in a, I can't tell a client what some what a law enforcement official will do. Right, and they don't know the law. And they don't, and they don't want to be involved. So I can't say to you, you can change the locks, and he won't be able to get back in. Yeah. If you, and I always say, get it in writing. Get me a voicemail. Do something that says, I am moving out. I am done. Yes, that's what you need. Because it, it's if they go to the store, they're going to the store, and you change the locks on them, that's not going to work Or they're just out. going to the beach <laughs> for the weekend. You know, they're going to the mountains to no. chill out and think about stuff. That's not, a, and I always tell my clients, if you're going to do that, write a note, put it in an email or a text. I'm leaving just to cool off. I need some time to think I will be back on this day. So if they come back and the police are there and the locks are chained, I'm sorry, officer, but this is, yeah, you know, I was coming I home. Did not leave with the intent to separate and, remain and, permanent and, and stay out of the house. Yeah. So keep everything in writing. Y'all, I don't know how many people still talk on the phone. I don't talk on, I the, don't phone. Talk on the phone. <laughs> and I got these clients that are talking on the phone all the time. I'm like, what y'all talking about? Just just text. Keep Put it in it writing. Because if you didn't record that phone call, it's not going to do us any good. Not in court. Not anywhere. Okay, so I had to leave. My friend came and picked me up. And now I want to come back and get my car. Can I do that? And yeah. It's in the drive. It's in the garage. Just go get it. But what if he changed the <laughs> garage code? What can I do? Well, if you can't get access to it, then you're not going to be able to get it. Right, but if it's in, but if it's on the property, can I go? If I've already said, "Hey, dude, I'm leaving. I'm I'm not coming back." Can I go? Oh, it's a sketchy line there because right. the property is the property line. It's right. not just like in the house. Right. 
So you're sitting in the driveway, not on the street. You're still setting yourself up there if they were going to actually get law enforcement involved. involved because we have that the criminal domestic trespass statute in North Carolina. So even if your name's so on the that? property, it, it pretty much is for these this purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, even though we understand that people get married, they have residence, they live together, and then they separate. And once they separate, the this other person, it's their possession. So if the husband's still in the house, he's in possession of the house. Right. They've separated and therefore it becomes his house in the in this realm of trespass. Possession. Yes, in yeah. possession. It doesn't mean that all, he gets all the house all of a sudden because he's the last one in there. Right. It just means that the wife now can't just come and go as she pleases. And right. so they set this law up just in a lot of cases for you know, victims of domestic violence too, just recognizing that you just can't come and go. Right. You can change the locks. And if you come on the property, well, you can be arrested for this domestic trespass Pass. law, regardless of if your name's on that property or not. So right. the wife couldn't just follow the husband, Harris Teeter, grab the car when he's inside shopping? I think so. It's marital property. <laughs> Even if it's just be years of that back and yeah. forth, like yeah. just <laughs> tracking them on their phone. All right. Yeah. It's Car's shitty, but... If people do it, that's unfortunate. Or go get it while it's there. Mm-hmm. You got... I've even seen it when the kids are there. You don't have any transportation. Like, was, why would you do that? Yeah, it was really crappy. It was Chris was telling Chris the the attorney with our firm, and he's been on here before. Tell me about one of his cases, and the wife was paying the lease on the car, and she was making more money than the husband. I don't think the husband was even working, but the lease was up, and he had to turn in the, the vehicle, and he punched out the windows before he returned the vehicle back to the leasing people. And they wouldn't press any criminal charges against them. Yeah, I mean, no. Gotta, so now she has to pay for the damage done to the car. Case where the house was <laughs> completely cleaned out, and one party saying he did it, the other party saying she did it, and the police are going, "This is they spent weeks and months on an investigation." At the end of the day, man, nah, this is all domestic. We're not getting involved in this. Yeah, don't end up like those people. <laughs> don't do it. I'm telling you, you think that you're your spouse or whatnot, but whenever shit hits the fan, yeah. they can be a completely different person than what you thought you knew. Yeah, and if you want the dog, you're not going to mm-hmm. get the dog. I'm sorry. And they don't want the dog. That's what you to happen. They just want to be spiteful. They, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I've had plenty of attorney's fees spent on dogs. Yes. Hey guys, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever known a friend that's gone through some sort of a custody dispute, you can imagine how stressful it is. Or if you've gone through a custody dispute yourself, child custody disputes can be one of the most stressful and exhausting times of divorce for you and your children. You know your children best, and it's important that you know your legal rights and options and have a say in what's in the best interest of your children. At New Direction Family Law, we have over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients in child custody matters. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So if you're going through a child custody matter or you have a loved one that is, let us be strong for you so you can be strong for your children. Give us a call today at 919-719-3470 to schedule an initial consultation or reach out to us via our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. I'm trying to think of the craziest thing people fight over. And I think the one that I saw when I used to be a paralegal <laughs> was them fighting over the lettuce washer. They're literally on the equitable distribution inventory affidavit, <laughs> EDIA for short, which is a form you have to fill out with courts if it's in court. They put lettuce washer that the spouse had taken it and they wanted the lettuce wanted washer, washer back. back. <laughs> I'm like, in the time it took just a paralegal to read that, you could have bought about two or three lettuce washers. It's really like, petty. That's not what it's about. Nope. People know. get real emotional, real vindictive, real petty in these situations. Those are twenty four ninety nine on Amazon. 
Oh, yeah. Wow, that's pretty expensive. I don't think they would. No, I kind of want one. I don't know. Use your hands and the <laughs> water from the strainer. sink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I will tell you, judges are not going to put up with that mess. No. They, they don't want to hear anything about personal property. Y'all need to split that. Yeah. Up. Or they'll point the, the referee I was talking about right. to that. They are not going to deal with it. And I don't, but there's something I'm thinking about. There are some things that I'm really attached to, even though it's a thing. You're still attached to it. Dogs, that has, that's it for me. Oh, I mean, like them that has like a sentimental value kind of thing. If it's your, it's like a family heirloom, that's going to be well, your separate property. Right. So take that, make sure, you know, yeah, yeah, just that's like true. You said, when, you're, when you're leaving, make sure you get all your separate stuff you had prior or that was given to you during the marriage. Make a plan. Get, if you're not going to move into a place right away, get a storage facility right. and take get a little truck, bit at a time. Hire some movers, some good looking movers, yeah. some eye candy. Oh, I was going to say ours. <laughs> What about important documents? What take should you those, take with or you at least take you pictures. Or what do those documents look like? What kind of documents should they like take? Like your passport, your kid's birth certificates, mm-hmm. wills, health care power of attorneys. I would even, I tell people to print off their bank statements and go back as far as they can. I know that seems like medieval, but we're going to need them. And sometimes the, your access is cut off. So mm-hmm. before anybody knows that you're getting ready to leave, go download all that stuff. Yes. And if you have a safe where you keep cash, Go in, count, take pictures. Exactly. And take it. Take, the, take, take it. it. Yeah, if you have, <laughs> and if you have jewelry, get, get that out of the house. Because that gets yeah. gone really That gets quick, lost real quickly. quickly. Exactly. Oh, I lost it in the vacuum or something. Or picture, or like pictures um, of your kids or something stupid like holiday decoration. I mean, you know, people important yeah. to you. People fight over like the Christmas ornaments with their kids. Just split it in half, half y'all. And move on. Yeah. You know, and we have to get down to the minutia of, if you, here are all the pictures, you pick out the ones you want, then y'all have to split the cost of getting copies made, then you have to bring the originals back. You spent $1,500 for us to write that paragraph or sit a mediation to deal with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And if that's what you want to do, we're more than happy to do that for we're you. We're here for it. But, yeah, but And it sucks if you're the person that's, yeah, let's don't do that, but then the other person is the one insisting on it. And clear as day why that marriage didn't work but it happens a lot and i tell how much of that fighting do you guys think is spite a lot lot. Uh, most of it is and it comes in it's not if you want it then i don't want you to have have it it. and it doesn't generally happen with those divorces that people and people do say this a lot we just grew apart and they're not it's not bad no but somebody had an if somebody had an affair or somebody thinks they did, that's when it generally comes into play. Or there's mental health issues. Right. And it's just like a side effect of their like narcissism right. or right. Right. borderline personality disorder. And they're just in general an asshole. Yeah. I've be, literally heard people say, oh, I'll pay you three times whatever I've oh, got absolutely. to before I would pay her. Yeah. Or whatever. Like it's so vengeful. <laughs> I'll go to jail before I pay her another dime. Yep. And then he will. <laughs> <laughs> Where well, North Carolina, maybe not. you can tell. <laughs> Yeah. So that really only happens in the cases where it's really spiteful and you got to leave in the middle of it when it's not equitable. Pretty much, yeah. People are just, they grow apart, they're old, you know, the kids are grown. They're still going to be some wrangling over, oh, that's my 401k, I work my house off for it. But at the end of the but it's not petty like you don't get the ceramic dog. Kind of not thing. always, but I not don't know. For the most part, let's I feel like say. a lot of my cases that are really? like that, yeah. Maybe I just bring out the best in everyone. They just want their favorite whatever. Yeah. I would like that and that. Fighting <laughs> over dogs, do. fighting over like golf clubs, fighting over family money, trusts. Oh, yeah, for sure. Getting yeah. nasty. But those, this is all public knowledge, but one of the most spiteful things I've ever seen is it had to do with the retirement 
where it was supposed to be valued at the date of separation plus any gains or losses. Mm -hmm. And so two years later, the guy withdrew all the money and hidden it. So the, there's zero money in all the accounts that had about half a million dollars in them. And his argument is well, that was a loss. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> but that's how spiteful. That guy sucks. That's the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, there's always, that's the most spiteful thing I've ever seen. That classic picture of the two people in the divorce court dividing their beanie babies up. Yeah. Oh, I remember yes. that. Yeah. So take yeah. your beanie baby collection. Yeah. <laughs> that's really important to you. That's a classic picture. It that is. Doesn't, you do see. That. I remember them on the floor, and it was like in the 70s. Because you had, yeah. It was not in the 70s. It was. It was I think it was. Like it the was 70s, 90s. 90s. I was, I'm pretty sure Sarah and I were living when Beanie Babies were a thing. We were alive. So. <laughs> I don't think they had colored pictures back in the 70s. This is color. <laughs> color <laughs> pictures <laughs> in the 70s? Oh, my God. No, I think it was in the 90s. We are not history buffs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, so these little things, and if you can do it beforehand, if if you guys can just talk about it and do it on your own, that's always the, the well, don't best. Don't do the don't do the agreement on your own. No, don't just the beanie babies and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I just had a separation agreement. They did theirself, and it said husband shall receive one hundred percent of their retirement, but wife will pay for a cutero to get fifty percent of it. Okay, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> and I can't go and I can't help you with that, sir. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned family money before. I thought just common sense, like if if somebody got separated and their family had money, don't they get all the money? Regardless oh. if you're married or not? Joe, you said common sense, and that's where you lost the whole divorce no. situation. You lost me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I see. So, just, I was thinking, like, if that was all her money, then it would still be all her money. You got to think about how there's different ways to set up these, like, trust funds and businesses that run a family business, and maybe you have a certain share in that business. Oh, okay. So if I have a share in, say, McDonald's and my family's business then that money, if I come into it during the marriage, it's marital. If I start a business with someone hmm. else, then my part of it is marital. So I would have assumed, let's say, that somebody gave a couple a bunch of money and it was the, the wife's husband or wife's father, and then they got divorced, then that wouldn't be all the wife's money? In that case, it would, okay. but... There's an equitable distribution, which is a division of assets and property. There are these factors that can swing it from 50-50. Wow. And one of those factors is having a large sum of money to live off of or in your inheritance. It's not he has $30,000 of inheritance, therefore she's going to get half of that in the distribution right. of their assets. It's more like he has... $30 million of inheritance and she has no retirement to split because these people don't have a retirement. The court's going to be like, she needs, she should get more than 50, 50 based yeah. solely right. on this factor. This is the minutia of law that we will go over in your case. It's not, it's well, just it's not also, black and white. It should also, if you didn't want one of your kids' spouses to have the money, could you put that in your inheritance? No, this sure. is just theirs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the case of uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people do that. That, you either give it to both, because if you do a will, it has to be named specifically to somebody. And generally, mm -hmm. it's going to be your 
children and you name them or after born or whatever that is. And if that's the case, then it's not given to you and your spouse. It's only given to you. And also this is similar to that where you get a, a gift, say that my dad gave me and my husband $50,000 and we took it and we put it on a down payment on a house. Then we separate. And then my dad, that was to you, Sarah. I have to show that it was specifically to me and not to the marriage. And it needs to be in writing. It needs to be in, in writing. writing. So, so I remember that when you give your kids, but a lot of people will give them gifts because they need to do it for tax purposes make it you can note it on the check on the notation or yeah. wherever you want to do it but don't just say it put it in mm-hmm. writing that's or, the best way to do or it or say it's a loan and then not as a debt, debt in the distribution well, true. yeah yeah there's that got a little off track of what to Sorry take care but as <laughs> we usually do take your loan documents <laughs> yeah talking? take your loan yeah. documents or money owed to you. If there's money owed to you, that's or owed to your spouse. But talk with an attorney to find out exactly what you should take before you <laughs> <Yeah>. leave. <laughs> take- oh, oh, and here's the here's what talking about businesses. A lot of people now are doing are having rentals, mm-hmm. having their side side job sort of thing. And so I've had people one party redirects the renter to send the rent money to them, cuts the other spouse out. So I don't know what you know, get the, if they've got business documents or rental lease agreements and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. make sure you take those with you. And I would contact the people that you're doing business with and let them know. Let them know for sure. Right. Yeah. Take the dog. <laughs> <laughs> take the leave cat. Leave the cat. When <laughs> <laughs> take the dog. When yeah. take the dog, leave the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one you want, just take them and take the cash and the save. Because that's what's the hardest thing to prove. If you leave that cash in the safe and you say, hey, Sarah, there's $50,000 in that safe. Well, there's no track record. There's no bank account statement that's going to show me that. So if I go tell them that we think there was $50,000 and they're like, oh, there's 10. Or nothing. Or nothing. She's crazy. I always talk about. We can't do anything. Or if you have a coin, anything that's collectible, you have a coin collection or guns Mm -hmm. or knives, take pictures of that yeah. stuff and get serial number if it's something that you can trace you want to make sure you have those too because those can be valued and it doesn't matter if it goes missing by the time you get to court mm-hmm. if you can show that it was there and what the value of it is the court can attribute it to the other party value it and you get half the value right and also if there's drugs like lots of drugs in the house don't take those no <laughs> leave those <laughs> but take pictures of them Oh, yeah. So that they can prove that if you're on antipsychotic medicine, depression or whatever, then you've got pictures of that. Yeah, because you're not getting back in the house. So if there's some evidence you want to gather that's bad, take pictures of the, the drugs. Take pictures of the heroin in the corner. I don't know where people leave it. <laughs> Probably not in just some <laughs> random corner. But <laughs> take a picture of it. Take a picture of the devices that they use. Take a picture of the alcohol they drink if there's Absolutely. an alcohol, alcohol yeah. problem. Yeah. I don't, you know, what else? Their porn collection. Take it screenshot well, it, of it yeah don't take it <laughs> <laughs> take a screenshot of it just do your gathering of evidence before you leave the before house because if house. you leave and you're telling me all these things I'm like wow it'd be great if we had, had pictures. pictures of all that and the other thing you just mentioned about you asked what to take your prescriptions yeah take if they're your yours and your kids or if they have inhalers mm-hmm. or nebulizers and that kind of thing you want to take those too. do you take the kids it depends I, I, if you take, don't take them, you may not see them for a very long time because dad's got them. You're leaving. You can't go back in the house. You can. There's no school. You could go to school and pick them up and then you get them. Then they go back to school and dad gets them. And these poor children are locked in this horrible place. Yeah. So if, if there's any violence or just mental instability, take the kids. If you think they're going to be really vindictive and withhold the kids and have threatened to do that then take the kids and if you really just like the dog just take the dog just take the dog leave the kids <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully in most cases I, I like to think the majority of cases you work out custody there's plenty of people who come to me and 
everything else is horrible. The finances are going to fight forever. And they're both like, yeah, 50, 50. That's true. I do have at least thankful for that. that. I agree. And, And that's true. Um, There's still issues with parent co-parenting, but it's like seeps down. With, yeah, but, but they're not withholding. That's always the worst. worst. I agree. I agree. Leave, <laughs> leave his shit. Don't burn it. <laughs> oh, that's what. Oh, but that is a question you get all the time. Let's say he leaves and uh-huh. he leaves all his shit there. What can they do with this shit? I typically tell them if it's shit, flush it. <laughs> but if it's like other stuff, put it in the garage. Don't just. Get rid of it. Can you sell and trash it? it? I mean, let's no. say you've got a bunch of stuff in the garage, and you d- you d- you've asked him to come. You've asked him to come. He won't come by and get it. At that I point, tell, yes. I, tell, I tell him to keep receipts and all of yeah, that. Yeah, keep receipts and make sure you're having all this in in written correspondence so you can say but give him an opportunity. Give him an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, as long as you're giving opportunities and it's reasonable time period, not just come get your stuff by tomorrow right. and getting rid of it. No, right. that's not going to work. But if they're just being lazy or just trying to leave all their junk with you or whatever, then definitely get rid of it. Yep. Yep. And right. change your, not only the locks, but change, if you have a garage door, you know, change all the, change codes, all the passwords, the security the system, system, the password to your Wi-Fi. And remember if your spouse owns a security system, they are in charge of it and they can see everything you're doing. Yes. That happens a lot. I know. It's very you creepy. Because you don't think about it. Yeah. That's probably not something you're thinking about, even though that the security and their cameras in the house. Yeah. So get the security camera in your name, even if you're in a loving relationship. <laughs> I lied. I have one more question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you're talking about taking the kids because this has happened before. I know when someone calls in inquiring about services and they, let's say one person, the person left and they took the kids. And so then the other parent is, I need to file kidnapping charges on my parent. Can you kidnap your own kids? No, no, not really. If you're CPS tells you you're not supposed to have them, and they. But no, if you just split up and you take your child, if you take them over state lines, we might have a problem. But if you're just taking them to your apartment, you just rented. You're not doing anything no. wrong legally by doing that. Yeah. No. But if you take them across state lines and the other parent cares, and, and a lot of times they do, <laughs> yeah. you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I always say. Don't do that. I say don't do it. Don't and then they're like, it's going to be fine. No, he won't be. care. Don't just leave and go to Minnesota <laughs> with your family. I understand you have a support system there, but yeah. kids involved. I just think that sometimes people hold back on leaving an unhappy situation because they've been threatened by the other spouse that like, well, you'll never see your kids. Oh, they do. Gonna- and I just tell everybody that's so much, such bullshit because you're going to see your kids unless there's something horribly, hardly wrong. You're mm-hmm. going to see your kids. Yep. It's just a way to control you. Yep. Not respect. So take the dog. <laughs> when in doubt take the, the dog. dog take the dog <laughs> all right, all right. Ain't, ain't that some shit. Shit. <laughs> thanks for listening this episode is complete visit newdirectionfamilylaw.com for show notes and resources and follow us on facebook instagram and youtube for more resources and information and remember with change comes empowerment